the Sports Talk with Devin Wade recap. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. What we think so far. Lakers, were they oversold? Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade briefcast. Welcome to Briefcast, 28 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. The briefcast is when I come to you guys solo without my special teams unit. And if this is your first time checking us out, please go back and listen to archived episodes on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, wherever you find your podcast. And of course, like, subscribe, comment, get involved, make this as interactive as we can make it. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Wade's Word, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D, and on Facebook, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group. That way we can interact all through the week, in between shows, however you want to do it. I love the interactions. I love the information that a number of folks uh, put on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page. Always stories that some I don't, I haven't seen. And breaking news to me, others I know about, but it's fun to share with the entire group. It's actually a really good place to hear interesting stories. I want to thank uh, J.M. Keith and Charles Rayon and a number of others who post on the page. And it's always uh, informative. And, you know, again, a lot of the stories are main headlines. But if you're not in the sports world day in and day out, a lot of us work and I have our our lives and we, we're busy. We can't watch everything. And uh, that's, why, that's why I come in. And that's where the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page comes in and the fan page as well. And if you come across something interesting, feel free to li- leave it on the, uh, the Sports Talk group page. And, uh, yeah, just post it. If it's an article you can share, share it with us. Let us know. And if you're not a part of that group, please join and become a part of that. Uh, but, again, uh, go back and listen to past episodes if this is your first time out. And even if you've missed a couple of episodes, guys, you can go back and listen to episodes that you missed out. I would like to think it's always entertaining and a little bit fun. And even though some of the materials are obviously dated, it's interesting to hear what I said, maybe even leading into these playoffs. And as the playoffs concluded last night, we have a brand-new champion. The Toronto Raptors win it all, and they defeat the Golden State Warriors, and is it the end of an era? I think we're going to ask a bunch of questions during the course of this briefcast, but I think you have to first and foremost talk about the winners and losers in this entire situation. I talked about this, and I said, hey, this is a war of attrition. Uh, This was a war of attrition, and the Golden State Warriors ran out of bodies, and not just any bodies. I'm talking about superstar bodies. Now, at this point of the year, most teams are banged up. Everybody has a little nick and a little bruise and a little battered and beaten or whatever. But Golden State, I've never seen anything like it. You had DeMarcus Cousins coming off of a six-week layoff from a quad injury. Kavon Looney is another guy that got banged up. He played in a number of games, but he got hurt in the series, missed one game, was supposed to be out for an entire series, re-aggravated that injury, was never quite himself, and then you get to the big boys. Of course, Kevin Durant only played in 10 minutes of uh, one game, and he was not able to continue. Obviously, we talked about that in Briefcast 27, how how bad that injury was. And we'll get into what that may mean, what they may not mean. Uh, in addition to that, Clay Thompson goes down with a torn ACL last night. It's just, it's just rough stuff. It was rough. It's hard to believe that this team would have been able to overcome this in Game 7. And I thought they had their chances in Game 6. 
And, and again, winning in this situation, obviously, Toronto, the Toronto Raptors. And Ka- Kawhi Leonard, he got what he wanted. He wanted out of San Antonio, even if for a year. Now he can kind of determine his fate, but he won. He wanted out. He And I kind of, look, I'm all for player power and all that. I hate it when a guy signs a contract. And, and I look, let me say something. I understand. These teams, when they sign contracts, they mean nothing. So, you know, and, if, and when guys sit out, that's you do what you do. But I hate it when you, you're there and for whatever reason you decide, just like Anthony Davis, I don't want to play here anymore. Well, okay, well, all right, well, you let us know and we'll we'll try to work it out. Well, no, he he threw a fit. He wanted out of San Antonio. And I don't mean a literal fit, but he clearly did not want to play in San Antonio. And he got what he wanted. You hate to see guys get what they want. I do. I don't like to see guys get what they want when they didn't – the way he did what he did. And, you know, I don't know. I, I, I go back and forth, and I maybe can be contradictory sometimes. It's all situational. But, again, he – you know, I didn't want to see him leave San Antonio. And that's without knowing what really went on. Now, you have the media's take on it. And Kawhi won't say a whole lot, although he said a little bit last night. And then you have San Antonio's version of it. And, you know, and I believe, I happen to believe San Antonio is a good organization in how they treat their players and, and, and how they treat their players' health. So, I mean, Popovich was the first one to worry about workload with a veteran team. He was the first one to say, hey, we're not playing tonight. I know everybody's healthy, but we're just going to take the night off. You don't even have to go on this road trip or you don't have to fly to this city tonight. He was the first. So I like San Antonio's organization. I hate the way that played out. But the San Antonio Spurs clearly were losers in this situation. DeMar DeRozan clearly was a loser in this situation. Dwayne Casey clearly a loser in this situation. Uh, but, yeah, hey, Drake is winning the situation. <laughs> Kawhi, uh, Masai Ujiri is a, I mean, what a what a performance by him. He took a gamble and he won. And it might parlay into him giving out, getting the opportunity to be the general manager for the Washington Wizards. I don't know why he would leave, though. I think, uh, although you're talking about $10 million a year and, and maybe uh, part ownership or, you know, shares in the, in the team. that's hard to ignore. It's hard to walk away from, but Washington clearly is a train wreck. Could he do it again in Washington? I don't know, but I do know this, that he and Kawhi and and Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet um, will will all have uh, statues around Canada. You'll have the the Kawhi Leonard National Park in Canada somewhere. So I I don't know. I mean, I think, hey, if you care about Canada – I guess it's good for the game. The game wins because you have an entire country that can now invest in basketball even more. You know, Canada is, is a hockey country. And forever in a day, the NBA has attempted to be an international league. They want to be a world league, and we'll see them moving more in that direction. They want the international appeal. It started with the Dream Team, and it's just blossomed since then. I mean, from Yao Ming to Dirk Nowitzki and all of the players, from the international players that, that you know have come and made an impact on the game. They want the world's money. So the NBA is, is happy, I would imagine, to have Canada engaged in a way that they may not have otherwise been engaged without this championship. Now, here are some of the losers. Obviously, Golden State is a big loser in the situation. I said DeMar DeRozan was. San Antonio Spurs were losers. I think if you want to see players play 82 games, 
it's a, you're you're losing in this situation. If you want to see your team have a player for long term, uh, like in a trade sort of situation, uh, and not a one and done, I think you may be a loser in this situation. I think a lot more teams will move to try to get these one year rentals to see if it pays off the way it did for Toronto. Where this will hurt Toronto, and we've seen this in baseball, we saw the Florida Marlins win the World Series twice. And they go and win, and then they gut the team. So then you go into the next year, and you don't have any of the players that help make uh, that championship team. If this happens with Toronto, it will be very, very disappointing. Say Ujiri leaves, say Kawhi Leonard leaves, now, all of a sudden, this team may be battling for, I mean, I know, I don't know. They may be battling to get in the playoffs. And if that happens, that's very, that's not a good thing for Toronto, for the league, for anybody. So now Kawhi can pick what he wants to do, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. Number of questions that are really wide open now. So let's talk about the Golden State Warriors. And what I've never understood, I did not understand why so many people rooted against the Golden State Warriors. Other than I guess you're just tired of, of guys winning. But, you know, all of those guys are good guys. I, and, and I can see rooting against Durant because Durant, and I did root against Durant personally. Not really, but I just thought the way he did things, it was just not the right way to do them. When you leave the team that beat you, you are up 3-1. to one, You lose to that team in seven. And then you go play for that team the next year. And now no loyalty to, to Westbrook or to the OKC organization. And again, I understand loyalty is is nothing in this game. This is a business. So, But I understand, there's a way to move even if you move in a different direction. And I never liked the way he moved. And again, we have to. I always look at sports in this vacuum where you divorce a lot of the business from what you truly root for. Business conflicts with, with the true fandom perspective of the game as a fan of the game it, it and i say this all the time the thing that i'm worst at in all, all sports are talking contract and talking money i just it's a necessity you have to you have to understand the salary cap and how it works but it just is so uh we watch sports for a, a, an escape we want to get away and we want these guys to sort of represent whatever we want them to represent as fans Business is business. You know, of course, you want the guys to get paid. And when it's a labor dispute, I'm always siding with the players. So don't get that wrong. But, I, you know, I don't want to look at just the purely business side of things when I'm talking about being a, a fan of the game. So from a business standpoint, I understand why a lot of these things happen. But as a fan, you want like that's why I wasn't mad with Kevin Durant for coming back, because as a, a fan of the game, you want to see the best against the best. You want to see somebody bounce back from adversity. So I was never I never had a problem with that. And I think Kevin has made it clear it was his decision to play. So, you know, we can leave him alone and we can leave the Golden State Warriors alone. But let's let's go back to it. So. Golden State, it looks like it'll be the end of this dynasty. And that's because, of course, Durant is probably going to leave. Klay Thompson will be done for the majority of the year. And you just don't know what this team will look like long term. The organization really built from the ground up. So I trust that they can make some good decisions. But you look at the veterans on this team that probably need to go. When you look at the game last night, Iguodala did give you a lot. He gave you 22, more than you anticipated. But you have to upgrade from guys like McKinney, which Kevin Allen likes him. You have to upgrade from Sean Livingston. 
You have to add some pieces to make them competitive without Durant. Even if he does stay, he won't play next year. So you have to do some things. What do you do about DeMarcus Cousins? Can you get him? Do you want him? Does he fit into what you like to do? They have a lot of questions, but it's been a fun five-year run. And I just don't understand why guys just they, – why people don't like them. I was out last night watching the game, and a lot of people were rooting against Golden State. I'm telling you, Steph Curry, when he pulls up from 35 feet or whatever – that entertains me to see guys make unbelievable shots on a routine basis. It brings me joy. I enjoy that. They revolutionized the way the game is played. If you look at them, and I thought the thing that is their biggest blessing was sort of a liability for them last night. One too many passes, too many turnovers, careless, seemingly careless with the basketball, but that's kind of how they play. They move the ball. They make unconventional passes. They move it so quickly. Sometimes they. Uh, get ahead of themselves. So that hurt them last night. And I thought, again, they had their chances. I'm not mad with Draymond Green for calling a timeout because if he didn't call the timeout, the team wouldn't have been able to get a final shot off anyway. It was different from the Chris Webber timeout. Chris Webber cost his team. This one did not cost the team because, again, they stopped the clock with point nine. He was on the floor when he got the basketball. There's no way they would have been able to get a shot up. With all the scrambling involved in that situation, no way he could have got the ball to anybody who would have had a clean shot in under point nine seconds. So that I don't I don't discount. The other thing is you could talk about Steph Curry not coming up big. 21 points last night. He needed 30 points. And I and we talked about this biscuit and I biscuit actually watched the game with me. So I thought you needed 30 from him. You needed 30 from Clay. Clay, had he not been hurt, man, that would have been a special thing to see because I've never seen a player who's who, when he's hot, he's as hot as anybody has ever been. Remember, this guy scored 37 points in a quarter. 37 points in a quarter. If you gave me a running 12-minute clock, I couldn't score 37 points. 37 points in a actual NBA regular season game is is – is remarkable. He can get that kind of hot. And he was that kind of hot last night. Danny Green fouled him on the breakaway and he tore his ACL. I don't think that Golden State would have won in seven had they won last night. But boy, can you imagine the pressure and the drama facing Toronto had they lost in game six. But you you have to give Fred Van Vliet his credit. You have to give Siakam his credit. He played big when they needed him to. It was just, hey, it was their time to shine. I don't think this is a all-time great team, but I think that they did what they had to do. You beat a depleted team. That's why so many people in Houston are frustrated and upset about the Houston Rockets. You had a depleted team when you were at full strength and you couldn't beat Golden State. Well, Toronto, and you can ask yourself the question, is this a tarnished championship? Well, this is where I can contradict myself. I believe, look, 1 through 12, you're a team. So if the better team wins, the better team wins. That being said, yes, it's tainted. You beat a Golden State team without, essentially without Kevin Durant, without Klay Thompson in a vital situation, with a beat-up DeMarcus Cousins and Kevon uh, Looney. I don't know why I keep messing his name up because I talk about him quite a bit. I'm always tweeting about him. He gave them a lot of energy. He wasn't healthy the entire time. You did what you had to do. And maybe history will look back and not think about this. Being here and now, yes, this is a tarnished championship for Toronto because you beat a team that was not at full strength. So 
The other thing that's going to come out of this, and this is where we can cue the music. Now you have to ask yourselves, what will happen with Kevin Durant? Does he pick up the player option for one year for $31 million? I don't think he will. I think that he'll sign a max deal somewhere else. How does this injury affect his uh, prognosis for staying in Golden State? Uh, I don't know. I don't I, I maybe he will want to stay now with Clay down. He and Clay can work out together and build, you know, sort of support each other side by side through their journeys. Although the injuries are different, uh, they can support one another. Maybe they can put this thing back together and maybe they'll get more credibility if they're able to come back from these horrendous injuries a year or two years from now to win another NBA championship. Maybe that's a challenge that Durant will be looking for. Maybe he has a lot more love and compassion among the fan base that will make him want to stay in Golden State. Clearly, I think by him attempting to come out and play, I think that that changed a lot of people's opinion of Kevin Durant. He benefited from trying. Now, you know, people all say, well, no, he shouldn't have played, and I don't know why he did that. Look, the man, this is what he does. He says, this is what I do, this is why I play. So he earned a lot of goodwill and is getting a lot of love and a lot more respect for coming out there attempting to play in these NBA Finals. So maybe that impacts him staying. Uh, and also, what about Kyrie Irving? What does he do now? Do you still go thinking that you're going to go play with Durant in Brooklyn? Is that you still want to do that? With Toronto winning the championship, what does Kawhi do? Does he stay in Toronto where he's beloved? He will be beloved, and he'll have a statue out in front of the stadium. Does he care about that kind of th- stuff? Do those things uh, appeal to him? Is that what he wants to do, or what? Does he want to go back to LA? And none of this really even matter. Maybe this just was a a pit stop. Do you do you really want to go in the same building with uh, LeBron James? Do you really want to be in the Staples Center where you are the second fiddle? We'll have to see what he wants to do. Anthony Davis, how does this impact where he's located, what he does? I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people will be vying for his services. He still wants to get to L.A. What does this do? I mean, you would imagine if you look around the NBA, you would say, man, all of these, look at what happened with Toronto in the one-year rental. If we can get Anthony Davis for one year, at least we can get a championship out of this. So maybe the market increases for him, especially when you don't have a, a Kevin Durant to vie for. So I don't, you know, there are a lot of questions. Another question for the league. A lot of talk about workload, 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 which again is amazing to me. Growing up watching guys like Jordan and Magic Johnson and Dream play 82 games year after year after year and play, you know, in deep playoff runs every year. And these guys kept showing up every night. The workload thing, maybe that's a generational thing or maybe it's an analytics thing where you think, okay, well, you can only have optimum performance if you play this guy this many nights. Well, if the NBA is starting to listen to this and they start to look at how many games, I think Kawhi missed 19 games this year. He just sat out to decrease his workload. Is that what we're doing now? But again, how can you argue with success? Well, I think they said he was 98th in minutes in the regular season and he was first in the postseason. So, I mean, does the NBA look to 
reduce games down the road? Maybe not, obviously not next year, but over the next couple of years, do you decrease the workload? Uh, because or do you just come up, become accustomed to guys setting out more? I don't know. The league has some decisions to make, and then the fans have to view the game in a different way. Because if you do this where guys can just sit when they want to sit, and this just becomes a custom, I don't know if you're the Rockets, how do you sell these many packages of of season tickets where, hey, get the special package where you'll see LeBron come in and Anthony Davis and you name somebody as Kyrie Irving or, or Kawhi Leonard. Well, you know, sometimes they put together packages where you can see all of these big-time guys. Well, you can't sell that if you don't know if the guy is going to show up, if you don't know if the guy is going to play. Will that hurt attendance at the gate? I think it will. So there are a lot of questions, a lot of things to be determined. And I think this offseason, in a lot of ways, can be really wide open. And, uh, you know, the dominoes will certainly fall in a lot of different places with the injury to Kevin Durant. That changed a whole lot. We'll look back at history and say, man, that injury changed the face of the NBA. Because now, all of a sudden, a lot of other guys have decisions to make. I think Irving is the the he's that's a big big deal. Kawhi's decision could determine the East. Now you can say, well, Milwaukee's charging, and you could say, well, hey, the 76ers, hey, they still have an opportunity to to go at it and, and make a run at Toronto, even if Kawhi comes back. I think Milwaukee feels like they have a chance if even if Kawhi comes back, you know. So, but I, if he leaves, I can guarantee you, Toronto is not in the mix anymore. And if if you know, Ujiri leaves. Toronto is not in the mix anymore. So a lot of monumental things that will swing really the fortunes uh, and misfortunes uh, of this league. If I'm the Houston Rockets now, you know, and look, they gave me the blues on KTSU Sports Talk about Mike D'Antoni. With Durant being down, Klay Thompson down for the year, the West is wide open. It's wide open. Now, you are a team that you think that if you could have got past the Golden State Warriors, you would have won the West. You would have won the Western Conference Finals and gone into the NBA Finals. You think that, I mean, I'm sure most Houston fans and Houston management thinks exactly that. Well, now Golden State is falling apart. No matter what they do, they're going to be good next year. They're not going to be going to the championship good. They're not going to be that good. So uh, the West is wide open. Are you worried that much about Denver? Are you worried that much about LeBron and the Lakers? Who are you really just that worried about? Portland? I, I think it's wide open now. So now if you are Mike D'Antoni with the Durant injury, with the Klay Thompson injury, now you say, well, hey, I, I want a five-year deal. Give me my money. And I think now if you're the organization, which they've already been in discussions to extend him. Initially they said they weren't going to extend him. Then they went back. They flew to Mike D'Antoni and tried to, you know, renegotiate and open up discussions for that extension. They tried to do that. If I'm D'Antoni, pay me. Give me my money. That's what I want. Uh, and, and I think he will. I think that's the prudent thing to do. Now you don't rip up your organization. You're right there in the mix. You have some work to do with your organization. But, hey, look, that mountain is not so high anymore without Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson on it. So now the Houston Rockets have an opportunity and uh, we'll talk about that a lot tomorrow inside of KTSU Sports Talk with the legend Ralph Cooper, with yours truly, and, of course, Kevin Allen, the Silver Fox. Fox Trap was in full effect last night. He had a whole lot of fun, even in defeat of his beloved Golden State Warriors. Going to take time out when we come back, the second half of this brief briefcast, really briefcast, 
It's uh, on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. All aboard your non-stop getaway to the weekend. It's the Friday Express with yours truly, Devin Wade, each and every Friday from 7 p.m. until 10, where we feature a little bit of this. A little bit of this. And a whole lot of this. End your work week and start your weekend with your non-stop getaway to the weekend. The Friday Express with Devin Wade, exclusively on KTSU 90.9, your community station. Welcome back to Briefcast 28, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. And quick reminder, if you are a musician or a DJ or an artist of any kind and you'd like your music heard on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, please hit me up on Twitter at Wade's Word or on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page or group on Facebook. We'll play a snippet at the halfway point and uh, the entire track at the end of the show, and you can be exposed to the thousands and thousands of folks who listen to us each and every time out. So, uh, yeah, we want to get your music in. And, uh, of course, if you want to uh, sponsor the show, you certainly can. We have opportunities to do that as well. So uh, hit me up at Wade's Word or on Facebook at the uh, Sports Talk with Devin Wade page or group on Facebook, and we'll make that happen. Running out of time on this briefcast, I have a date with the TFE family, the Friday Express group on Facebook. Friday Express tonight, 7 p.m. on KTSU 90.9, each and every Friday until 10 p.m. Central. It's the best and oldest. You just heard the commercial, so you know what it is and what we do. So, hey, that's a big, big time deal, and I can't be late for that. So let me wrap up by saying I'm going to tease the next briefcast. We have to get into the Brian Gaines situation and the front office tampering by the Houston Texans. That's something we'll address. I'll have a Lamont Award to give out. I will have. Uh, we will talk about women's soccer. We will talk about a number of things. I may get into some horse racing stuff. So a lot to get into in Briefcast 29. So with that, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go, hey, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. A real brief Briefcast this time. A lot we want to get into tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. It's KTSU Sports Talk with yours truly, the legend Ralph Cooper and the Silver Fox Kevin Allen. We'll chop it up. We'll talk about the Rockets. We'll talk about the NBA Finals. We definitely will talk about the Texans and a whole lot more. But until then, I am reliant on your comments, your feedback to let me know what you enjoy, what you like, what you don't like. 
on what you want to hear more of. I need that feedback. I look forward to getting it from you guys. So on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, leave comments, subscribe, download, all of those fun ways. And uh, again, just reach out to me on Twitter at Wade's Word and the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group. And as always, have a great day.